This is the Ops Authority Podcast, where my mission is to break down the backside of your business so you can take the right actions to grow and scale. Hey, I'm Natalie Gingrich, a small business operations expert, and I'm going to give you a front row seat to real solutions that will help you reach the vision that you have for your business, all while equipping you to put out those inevitable pesky fires and those fears that pop up. Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Well, hello, friends. Welcome back to episode 58 of the Ops Authority Podcast. You are in for a treat today. Today, I have a guest, a very special guest. And actually, as we're getting started, I want to share with you guys that I'm going to be bringing on my expert coaches. So if you've been following my journey, I have the Director of Operations Certification Program, and I've been running that now for five complete rounds. We're going to be increasing the number of times we're offering that each year. And so I am in the scaling phase. And as a part of being in the scaling phase, I wanted to bring in experts to help me to partner with with me to really serve as an advisory board so that I can have partners in the delivery, but also to leverage their expertise. So every single discipline inside of the DOO certification has an expert. I always tell people, I am not the only person out there that is an expert in operations. The people who are coming into the certification are absolutely experts. And so they get to shine their light on the discipline that they feel the most confident in. And every single round, I am picking seven different people to do that. And today I'm introducing you to our project management expert coach. I cannot wait for you to hear the interview that I had with Liz Watson. She's going to be sharing about her journey and what it's like to be a director of operations. And the thing I'm most excited about in all of these expert coach sessions, I'm going to ask them to share a nugget with you because it's not just how I do things. I want you as the listener to hear a little bit about how somebody else in the exact same profession is doing this. So Liz Watson is joining me today and here's a little bio about her. As the leader on the Impact Trail, which is her business name, Liz is planning to save the world. She helps small businesses that care about environmental sustainability, how they optimize and operate so that they can make a bigger impact. Through strategic planning and executive level operations management services, Liz serves as a guide and accountability partner to turn those goals into action steps that truly drive business results. She spent 20 years in IT project management at a Fortune 500 company, and when given the opportunity to leave, Liz decided to use her knowledge and experience to serve those small business owners through her own business. She's a certified director of operations and project management professional. She's a proud mama a wine lover, and a passionate person for saving this planet. So I can't wait for you guys to learn a little bit more about the people that come into the program and those experts in the disciplines within operations. Alrighty, without further ado, here's my friend Liz. All right, guys, you are in for a treat today. I have a friend, a peer, and someone who has come through my program, but that's not the importance of today. I want to share and brag on Liz Watson 
give her the spotlight for today and just show you and what can really happen as someone who has a strong background in corporate project management and how she's been able to make the leap from corporate project management into being that entrepreneur who runs her business and is still utilizing the exact same skill set. So without further ado, Liz, would you like to introduce yourself? Well, hello. Thanks, Natalie. This is just a treat to be on here. So I am Liz Watson. I now run my own business called The Impact Trail. So my intent is to serve small businesses that truly care about environmental sustainability, help them make sure they are operating well so that they can truly make a bigger impact in the world. Mm-hmm. That makes so much sense. We've been working together and we've, I feel like we've been friends for I, I, probably two years now. Right. <laughs> and it's been so awesome to see your evolution. And, you know, you come into a space, um, what I want the listeners and all of you guys who are listening today to take away from just that little intro that you just heard right there. She has come from corporate and has used those same skills to create a business that feels really good to her. Now you can hear that she has niched down into an area that she is highly passionate about. And then here recently in the last six months, she has found the perfect name. I know how hard naming is for all of us. And she, like the rest of us, have belabored over what name, what's the name of my business going to be? And when she came up with the Impact Trail, oh my goodness, it made such a big difference because her heart is on fire for using her skills to help other people make an impact in the niche that she is dedicated to. So I just, I love it. The sustainability place is, it's what makes Liz up. And so to be able to pull that into your business, I'm all about having us do business easier. And if we can work with the people that fire us up, if we can work in a good way, <laughs> if we can use the skills that we have that come natural to us, you can't tell me that going to work is going to feel like it did when we were clocking in and clocking out of that nine to five. So I am just so proud of where you have come and the work that you've done to make sure that you're really in integrity with yourself. Cause I know you know that about me and I want that for everybody around. So give us a background on what your professional career looks like. Sure. So I did um, get a degree in international business to start, but when I graduated, there was a recession going on then. So I couldn't get mm -hmm. any of the leadership training opportunities. All companies stopped all that good stuff and internships. So I got in the hospitality industry and worked at the front desk of a hotel. And over about a half dozen years doing that, I evolved and eventually had a general manager and director of sales roles. So that was my uh, first array into things. And that really opened my eyes to customer service and to operating businesses. Yeah. And so after that experience, I had a short stint in doing software training for others, which I really enjoyed that educational aspect of that and helping others. And then came across an opportunity to uh, be a contractor at a company that was going to do a corporate-wide rollout of a software platform. Well, I hadn't done that before, but I had interviewed and my role was going to be to go and interview everyone to understand how they use their computer systems so the rollout to the new would go smoother. And so I got exposed into that, exposed into IT, and I came to be an employee of that company for 20 years in the IT space. Mm -hmm. 
after that initial uh, rollout experience. And um, within that time, through my career at that organization, yes, I mentioned I was in IT the whole time, but I did a mix of things in the project management space. So I performed as a project manager. I performed as a program manager. I also was leading the group that established the methodology that was used to run projects. So I made sure all of that continued to be in place. And based on all of the projects that were happening, from a portfolio perspective, I also supported reporting and updating leaders on what was happening with the bigger picture. In addition, I mentored others. So I was able to not only mentor other project managers, but also leaders that needed to get projects done. So they understood the process, how to best play the sponsor role they needed to play, but also how they could best support their project manager as they went through the process. So it was a mix of that being the practitioner of the project management, but also the mentor. And as many of you know that are close to project management, it's truly an art and a science. So, yes. so it was constantly learning nuggets and sharing with each other to kind of help each other grow in that space. I love how you say that because really the the science of project management is the part that people think about, which right. is, you know, oh, you're a list maker. You are good at following up with people. But the true, I believe the true art comes into play when we're managing up, when we're talking to those stakeholders and those sponsors. And like you said, mentoring them, that's exactly what you're doing. And so to no surprise, that is something that I'm looking at or looking for when people come into or apply for the director of operations certification, because this is the number one skill set, this project management piece, that's the number one skill set and the number one discipline that is the base layer of operations. So you can be a specialist inside of operations, but project management is one of those things that you just have to have. But the thing that separates a director of operations from, you know, other pieces of the operations puzzle is truly that leadership because that's where the art comes in. And you mentioned reporting, you mentioned communications, you mentioned leadership. Those are all the soft skills that maybe not reporting, but those other two are really the soft skills that I can't necessarily train somebody in. And so I always make it a point to, even in my corporate days, I would try to find the people around me and I would develop my corporate teams to make sure that the leadership, that was an easy way for me to distinct who should be in leadership. The people who were bold, not necessarily always comfortable, but at least bold enough and confident enough to have those hard conversations and sometimes just educational conversations with the leadership. And so Liz, I learned many things about you as you were just sharing that. It's to no surprise, you kind of landed where you did in this corporate space. And even in the IT, I think it's always so fascinating to look in reverse and connect the dots because we all have a journey that none of us could have ever, you know, we could have never dreamt that this would be the case when we were 18 through 25 or whatever it is when you were going through college. Like this just could not have even been the case. But as I am just objectively looking at your past, I can see high levels of administration from your very first foray into being a young professional. And so, and that's the one thing that I always say is like systems and administration have been a part of me 
all the way back to my nursing days. And so thinking of you being in a very, you know, office administrative type of role at the beginning, we get good at those skills and we get recognized for those skills. And then we hone them, develop them, increase them, trust ourselves, become leaders. And I believe that's what truly makes an excellent project manager. So along that journey, Liz, is there any, at any point you felt like you were an operations expert? You know, I think that really came to me once I learned about your program, Natalie. When you explained Mm. what operations was, I realized, oh, okay. At first I thought, no, I don't have that experience. But then Mm. I look back and I looked at the things I did in the hospitality industry and trying to run a hotel. Oh yeah, there was a lot to understand of how to operate that and how to lead a team and get stuff done. And then when I realized, when I compared it even to my role in the project management in corporate, the area that I was in most of the time really was kind of the back office supporting the rest of the IT department. So there were operational Mm -hmm. things we had to keep in mind or work on. So I didn't think, I guess, I had an operations background until I really understood how it was defined from your perspective. And it just, everything started to keep tying together. Mm -hmm. I love it. So operations to me is, and this is, thanks for bringing that up. Operations to me and factually, when you look at the science of operations, it's what needs to happen to make the business run on a day-to-day basis. And so here you have we're not talking anything about the marketing side of things. We're talking all about the the delivery post-sale, what needs to happen. And so there's a lot, that's why I call it the unsexy side of business, because it's all the stuff that is not exhilarating. You know, for a lot of people, it's not exhilarating. For us, we're kind of nerdy. We love details. We're linear thinkers. We're leaders. So we like the backside of this. And you have to have, and you'll see this, ladies, as you're as you're building out your own businesses. And even if you have kind of gone before me in building this business, you'll see just as much as you need to be the leader of your vision, somebody has to be the leader of the operations of the day-to-day operations, or you will reach that very, very difficult plateau that is deflating, that's frustrating, that just, it really, you know, it stifles you and keeps you in a place of inaction. And without action, you're not going to see the success that you want. So yes, just like you, Liz, there are probably 10 years ago, I would have never said I was in operations. And until I started really looking at the, truthfully, I was working for the CEO of a business, of a huge business. And as I started looking at the functions underneath there and understanding what each of them were comprised of, then I was like, oh, admin, I was leading all the admins. And so, oh, admins are under operations. And so I had that whole light bulb moment as well. But if you are somebody who loves details, who likes to make sure that things are running smoothly. You're looking for, you know, process improvements and customer and client experience are really important to you, making sure things are systematized and, you know, acronyms like SOPs and KPIs and KRAs. (laughs) (laughs) If any of those ring true to you, then you're most likely an operation. You've got a love of operations. And so Right now, we're in round five of our Director of Operations certification, and something I did 
different and new in this round was to bring in coaches. And so I really look at these coaches as my advisory panel. So we meet on a monthly basis to make sure that we're moving the certification in the right direction. I'm getting feedback from them. And the coaches have really, I believe, have up-leveled this certification to ensure that the students are getting more than one perspective in what needs, um, what can happen how this can look, because not any two people's journey is exactly the same. And the reason that I have asked Liz to come on today is that she has been selected to be the project management expert coach in round five. And we had several applications for each of the different positions and identifying and selecting Liz came really, really easy because of her background in project management. And also something that not another person would see is I had a lot of programmatic project management, but she has more of an IT project management background. And what sung to me, what I knew would be really be helpful for the gals that were coming through the program is to see project management from a different perspective. Additionally, anyone who has been in the IT world, I'm going to talk a little bit nerdy for a second, but things like, you know, writing requirements out, understanding the scope of projects, creating change orders and injections, that's going to happen in, I mean, it happens in every project, but in the IT space, it's going to happen on a different level because we're talking about coding an in tangible object. And so there's a lot of things and changes that are going to come up when you're dealing with software and stuff. So anyway, that kind of led to the reason of selecting Liz for that project management expert coach. And because we have done that, I would just, I clearly see you as an expert and our group has just loved your training. So as we have you here, I would be doing a disservice to my listeners to not have you share a little bit of your magic. I'm sure there's lots of project managers that are listening, whether they're project managers as a career or they have the skill of project management. Is there anything about project management that you would like to teach and share with the listeners today? Well, thank you. Yeah, it's been a joy to be a part of this cohort and to really help support others and, and share my knowledge. And But also, I get the benefit of learning from everyone else too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess what I've found is that all of the main pieces I learned about project management through corporate, I can still apply now to my small business and to supporting my clients. So common frameworks, similar to what you were just mentioning, are things you just need to think about no matter what it is. Even when you're coming up with a process, you need to design something first. So it doesn't need to be a physical thing, but you need to think about how do you want it to go? How do you want to design it? And um, tapping the right experts to understand what that could be. You need to then, once it's figured out what you're going to do, you need to develop it. And then you got to test it out to make sure it's going to work. So again, it can be a process. It doesn't need to be a software. But a lot of times the processes we use in our small businesses are associated with using software then to help us automate. So you do get into those components of testing. And then there's always then that last point of, okay, once we're good and we've tested it, now we need to release it. And whatever that means, is that publishing something? Is it however it's going out into the world? So the common framework of design, develop, test, and release, I believe holds true 
in the small business space, in the online space, just because I learned it through corporate, I truly found value in being able to lean back on those common frameworks and be able to create plans in this different world for me. Wow, that is so true. I, you know, like I said, when we're trained in and we're leveraging our corporate experience, we kind of, at least I did, and maybe I'm alone, but I doubt it. We get into that and we think, oh, this is just the way that company does it. And then, you know, we continue to grow, evolve. Maybe we leave that company and we start our own, just like Liz and I have. And now we look in reflection and we're like, wow, we still do have to design, (laughs) develop, you know, test and release. And that's really, if you're listening to this and you support people in the online space, I mean, that is the exact same method that we would follow for a launch of a product or a launch of a service, right? We've got to design it. We've got to create the strategy. We have to develop it. That's when we really start putting the pen to paper, building out your team, making sure we have the systems and processes in place, the tools, the technology in place. And then of course, all the hard work comes in in that phase. And then we get to that testing phase. And I'm so glad you mentioned testing because that is one of the things I do not see of those four steps and the, the method that you shared, extremely valuable method, by the way, that you shared with our audience today. I will say that in the last five years of having or having moved from corporate into the online space, of those four steps, that's the one that gets <laughs> that gets the least amount of attention. And I believe we all have a massive opportunity to get really to do exactly what it says, test it before you go into the release or the launch day, make sure you're testing everything. I mean, I always say there's no such thing as an emergency and business, right? Like how emergent can these things be? Well, you really, really remove that risk when you test. And so if you don't want to have late night calls or you don't want to stay up really late on launch night, I'm telling you, test ahead of time and you'll be way, way, way ahead of yourself. (laughs) Um, I've learned that the hard way and it's certainly the most important step that we tend to look over because it's the least sexy. But if you can get ahead of yourself and mitigate some of those um, issues that are going to pop up, you are going to not only save yourself stress and time and energy, you're also going to be that consummate professional that you're yearning to be when your clients know that they can come to you and you follow a methodology that results in less issues, less downtime, ease of the team, ease of stress trust me, you are going to be the number one. So thank you so much, Liz. I I love the four-step framework that you shared. That's really, really valuable. So since you've come through the certification, I would love for you to share with everybody, what does your business look like? And then since you are a project management expert, how are you using that in your business today? Okay. So with my business, it is service-based And I'm offering a couple of different services right now. One, which you will learn about if you come into the program or you hear Natalie talk about throughout her podcast is the strategic mapping model. And that's been such a great tool to help people understand. And when I say people, I guess I really mean small business leaders. What do they need to keep in mind to make sure that they are operating well? So I have a strategic planning service that I offer and recommend it on a quarterly basis so that businesses can see the areas they should focus on, come up with plans 
to help them plot out when those activities should be a focus for their business and get things scheduled out. And we really tie it all back to what is the vision they have for their organization and what do they see their mission is right now and making sure it all also ties to their core values. So I offer that service to go through strategic planning. And then I also offer the director of operations role as that fractional role in a business to support them, to be that right hand, to help them once strategic planning is accomplished and then you have a plan in place, right? You need to stay on top of it. So I think that kind of leads to your question of how do I use the project management today? Wow, doing this strategic planning exercise, ultimately the result is a plan that they can use Mm -hmm. with their business moving forward. The director of operations role, I find I'm creating a lot of plans based on the things that need to happen in the business to support them. And even in my own business, So I'm using my project management skills to stay on top of what are the things that I need to do to run my own small business as a service provider. So it's served me very well in so many ways. Give the, the listeners an idea of how you have secured your clients. How have you grown your book of business? You know, for me, networking has been the way that I have obtained my clients. So really through referrals. So right a couple of years ago, when I was thinking about making a change and transitioning out of corporate, I started networking because I wanted to understand what the world was like outside. And I got the pleasure of meeting lots of small business owners And that's where the light went off. And I went, boy, I really enjoy their company because they love what they do. They're passionate about it. And they're so willing to help each other. So I found networking groups where I could start building those connections and just shared the expertise that I had and the direction that I was going in, even though it wasn't solidified. And I was fortunate to find people that were willing to give me that opportunity to help them with strategic planning and also help some with some uh, standard operating procedure creation. So for me, connecting with others, continuing to just build relationships has truly helped me get where I am today in so many ways. Yeah. I know that when people come through the certification, the natural thing, right? You've got this new, it's, I always say, I don't create skills for you. I refine what you already have. So I'm not here to teach someone how to be a project manager. When they come into the program, they already have that skill set. We are just looking at how we can use that same skill set in the small business and online business space. So Lots of the people who come through are more expert than me in many of these disciplines. But one of the biggest struggles is how do I build the business? Like I've got the skill, I've improved it, I've learned a few different things that I could, some services that I could offer through the certification. But now, how do I make this happen? How do I start getting clients? And so, Liz, I definitely admire and respect the amount of work that you have put into building that local network. One of the common phrases I share with people who are asking me, how do I find my first clients or how do I find a client? I always say the easiest client you'll ever secure is the one in your backyard the one that can actually see you outside of COVID, (laughs) the one that can see you, the one that understands demographically, you probably understand them because you live near them. There's an ease 
I actually, it's a lack of a barrier of conversation, right? You can talk about things that are happening in your community. So the relationship can build in a very, very fast way. And Liz has stayed on that for literally one year. She has strategically joined different organizations in town. She has asked to be a presenter at some of their virtual sessions. I really want to just commend you for the effort that you put into that and staying the path. You know, we are not short on the ways that we can be visible. And I just want to use that example to show and to showcase to all the people that are listening who are wanting something different for themselves, whether that's to be a director of operations or not, leverage your networking groups, leverage the people in your community, leverage friends of friends, the word of mouth that I know Liz has received from being consistent, from showing up, from sharing her knowledge has really helped her to put her in a position of success and to get something, you know, when you're leaving corporate, it's a big leap because you're leaving, you know, a solid income. And so to build this on your own, of course, there are risks and we do it in the vein of hoping to get to that freedom. And so I know that visibility is a massive ingredient in getting there. And again, just congrats on being consistent and showing other people. I mean, you're just living proof that doing the work will bring you the results that you desire, but you can't do it haphazardly. You've got to do it intentionally and show up on fire whenever you're in front of people. So I love that about you. Thank you. And being a part of your program and the community we had was so helpful Mm -hmm. also in helping me understand now, how do I take this content, but also then craft it into a business. And so I'm continuously learning being a part of your community. So I just love it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I love your participation and the support you give for everyone else. So as we wrap up here today, I would love for you to share with my audience where they can find you. I'm sure we have a lot of operators and you know, all of us operators and project manager types are we, we like to do quote unquote research, which we'll (laughs) just call it what it is. We love to stalk. So if you would, would you share where my audience can find you? Oh, certainly. You can find me on LinkedIn. Look for Liz Watson. I also have a website, LizWatsonImpactTrail.com. Love it. I would be happy to answer any questions you have about the program or how I've done what I've done to date to get to where I am. Yeah, I love it. Definitely, ladies, as you're listening to this, just know that we're going to have several of our expert coaches coming in. And so all of these are going to be resources for you. If you're ever in the place where you are going to be considering the director of operations certification program, I just want to give you these resources as well. You can reach out to any of these ladies and they'll give you their perspective. I want to thank you, Liz, for your time today and sharing the gift of project management. And I hope that you as listeners have taken something away from today. With every single episode of the Ops Authority podcast, we have an ops activity of the week, and that's to ensure that you're not just listening and not taking action. As all of us with project management skills and expertise, we know that true transformation only comes about with the use of action. So your ops activity this week is to remember that the four-step framework and method that Liz talked about earlier, design, develop, test, and release. I would love to know what your testing looks like. Have you tested? 
uh, when I talk about testing, we're talking about the projects that you're doing. We're talking about the processes. Just think about a process. A process is like a one, two, three, here's how we're going to onboard this person, or here's how we're going to upload a video, or here's how we're going to produce a podcast. We create a process to do that. If we just create the process and we never test it to make sure it happens, we run the risk of when we press play or press go or hand that off to somebody that we may have missed a step. We may have opportunities in there. So your ops activity this week is to tell me what is the last project that you tested and what is your process for it? I would love, love, love to hear that. All righty, Liz, thank you so, so much for being here, dear. I can't wait for people to go follow you. And ladies, if you have any questions about becoming a director of operations, I encourage you to leverage Liz as a fantastic resource. Thanks, Natalie. I had a blast. Awesome. See you guys next week. Thank you for investing just a little bit of time to listen to this episode of the Ops Authority Podcast. I am so grateful to be surrounded by real action takers like you who are invested in growing their business through operations. Will you add one more action to your to-do list today? Visit theopsauthoritypodcast.com where you can join our community of business owners and other ops experts. You're going to hear from me in a week, but in the meantime, do big things on the backside of your business.